Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. Hey Ie, what's going on? Hey, hey. Not a hell of a lot. We this is now an intergenerational podcast because Ie's literally a hundred years old and I'm still (laughs) twenty-nine. I never under like it's always the weirdest time warp. It's like I'm like in the midst of my thirties and you're just a mere twenty-nine year old. Like I'm going to college and you're literally in AARP, like you're applying for Medicare. But then very soon we'll be back on track here. So I happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. How was it? <laughs> Did you, you have a good birthday? Good. Yeah, it was a good birthday. Thirty-one. You know, nothing, nothing too special. But um, had a fun weekend. Drank a shit ton of wine. Um, Kev sent me some amazing flowers. They're over on my counter right now. Still and going. He also contributed to the wine, so that was yeah. Sorry, much- more wine. That's okay. I was like, I'm never going to get through all these bottles. And it's like they're half gone. So we I've just been, you know, I cleaned out this little liquor thing yesterday. And like we have five or six bottles and we're just going to age them. We're just aging them. Just let them. Do you still have that one that um, you bought in Napa? Oh, yeah. We have we went. Now we have five from Napa. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. This one is the one when you were here. Yeah, 2018. Like, that's five years old already. Chateau Montalena. Like, call me the dad from Parent Trap. I have something really important to say. Okay. Today is National Wine Day. Oh, is it really? Did you know? Wow. Happy day. Happy day. So you should pop one open. You know, I've been I've been so good with not drinking and it just hits me like in the evening times where it really would be nice to have a glass of wine. That that evening where it's just like, oh, one little crisp glass of wine. Every time I get that, I get that urge and I'm like, is this a problem? You know, right. Right. Well, we'll <laughs> I feel like we'll cross that bridge in like 10 years when we're And then I'm like, yeah, I really don't need. It. I mean, I can resist. It's fine, but I w- I literally went to a bar and ordered water. And oh somebody else was like, I'm going to get a beer and I was like, me too. And then by the time the bartender came over, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get I'm good with just water. It was so strange. It was just like, yeah. I'm just going to And then I left the bar and it was $0. Literally nothing. I didn't spend a cent. It's like, wow. A whole new new world. But I'm going to drink copious amounts of alcohol this weekend. So we're excited. So we just, I just, you know, took a little break. I wanted to ask, are you into wine still? Like based on last weekend, like, are you trying to go back to high noons or what's like, what's our vibe for the summer alcohol wise? I mean, it's like high noons are just such an easy sip. And sometimes wine is not always the best idea like i know you and i like we've been getting more into red wines like that's not the move it's not really the move for the summer unless it's like a dinner situation maybe not for the day drinking definitely not like if you're like i'm still going to continue to drink my savvy b a lot but like i'm just thinking for like our t-swift weekend like we're not going to drink wine like i think that is a total like get 25 cases of high noons and i think that'll that's also going to sustain us. Yep. Mm-hmm. For long periods of time. I, I want to be tipsy for like five hours. I just want to yeah. be tipsy. 
And I, I think if we do that, under that, if we do that, all like I think we usually have pretty okay luck when we're just drinking a seltzer. Situation. Just high noons. Like yep. I think mm-hmm. we will be totally fine. But well, part of me is always the... like, oh, we could have champagne in the morning, you know. But mm, I don't know. We could do we'll one see bottle what we're of champagne on Saturday. Just to, just to like start the day. Because the thing is, if we're hungover on Sunday, who cares? Right? No, like, Sunday, who cares? Yeah. Sunday, I'm like setting it like that is going to be the hangover oh, of all hangovers. And that's fine. Go and we're going to brunch with my grandparents, but whatever. It's well, gonna I'm going to be eating McDonald's in my bed. So <laughs> goodbye. Have fun. <laughs> Safe travels. Have a nice <laughs> one. Bye, Kev. Have a good one. <laughs> No, mimosa um, is always a good thing to start off, and then we can do some TikToks. And I'm just gonna try and drink like an slower, upper, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just just it's not a race, you know what I mean? Like it's just drinking alcohol. It's gonna be okay, right? And also the good for thing, like Saturday, like it's mostly just us, like who? Yes, we don't have to like be drunk to Entertain. be around each other. So yeah. we're we're fine. And I, I was just, gonna like, say on Friday, like the good thing is even if we do go to like the North Shore bars, because I do like I don't know, I'm feeling very nostalgic about that 1989 day where I we literally like, want to like recreate bars. the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> and like, we went down. I want your mom and... to drop us off. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But if we go to those bars, I distinctly remember we drank a million beers. We were like drinking those big cups of like Bud Lights or whatever. Oh that really? Day. And I that's yeah. why we all we had to pee like a million times yeah and we were i just felt like i remember those pictures we look like we're fucking ogres but we had we are made of beer (laughs) but i feel like if we go to those bars in the north north shore or whatever we could still get high noons there they'll definitely have have a high noon yeah i know even if it's a white claw like Mm. some they'll have some truly like they'll have something like that so now what do we think about the high noons with tequila i don't think i like them I tried them. I don't like them. I yeah, was really, okay. I was mostly disappointed because like, I don't actually mind the taste of tequila. Right. Right. Usually, but I don't think the flavor in it is strong enough to mask the tequila taste. Oh, you know it mean? tastes too much like tequila. I think I, when we got them, like I ended up adding like extra lime juice to like right. ma- try to mask it more. Right. But but That's the high noons that doesn't taste like vodka. It's no, just like it tastes. They taste sparkling so good. juice, kind of. I yeah. would literally drink that first thing in the morning. Like, oh, time to hydrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Like, take my vitamins. Um, and I guess I mean we're. It's going to be unavoidable the bathroom situation because of how long it is. Like, yeah, we're gonna have what to it, go to the do bathroom. You have, do you have a bathroom song or time? Yeah, actually, my mom and I were talking about this because we're both we her and I like the same music and like the whole and I texted you this too, like the whole run of folklore where there's five songs in a row. It's I'm good on that. Yeah, I'll be I know it'll be cool seeing her in the house or whatever, but like. I'll run to the bathroom during cardigan and I'll be just fine. I'm going to go to the bathroom during Marjorie. That's the one really that everybody loves that. where they like cry and they put her, their phones sad, up in the air. It's such a sad song. Like, I don't know. They're, like, there are a few songs. I would rather go to the bathroom in folklore than Evermore because Evermore, she does yes. champagne problems, which is I would rather die than miss champagne problems. So has so, she done Friends Break Up, Friends Get Married yet? Oh, so we no. still have a chance. That I is a die. good song. Like that is a really, really it's good song. It's such a good song. It should have 1000% been on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an idiot though. She always does that. Like how she's taking Paris off of the new album. Like everybody I, loves that song. 
It's only on that one that they have at the New Jersey shows, which is literally so dumb. Why does she have to make it so difficult? Maybe it wouldn't all fit on the stupid record. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the CD has like too much. Yeah, there's not enough RAM on there. RAM storage. <laughs> <laughs> she has to add a flat like with detachable flash drive. Like. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's literally LimeWire. She's going to open up LimeWire and you're going to have to download them. Uh, freeze, Ooh, yeah. whatever it's called. Well, since we're going to talk about her, let's just get that article let's up from the it. Huffington Post and then we'll yep. give her 10 minutes minutes and we'll get done with her right out right off the bat here i also before we get into like the negatives of this i do let's just bring up the fact the that so she posted on it was a random day for her to post a wednesday Yesterday. yeah she, usually it's like a thursday with a friday drop but it was a wednesday with a friday drop so that was interesting but she it was created, because other outlets were already dropping it. Remember, I was sending you all of had, those ones yesterday. Yeah. Tree was like, oh, shit, I got to so get it out there. Many, so many rumors. Um, but she posted on Instagram, number one, a picture of her with our everybody's favorite Spice Girl. Spice Ice Girl, Spice. the sixth Spice Girl. Mm -hmm. um, which the first post, like, it's both of them with the moon and Saturn and, like, these it's weird cool rays of light. It's a very cool picture. Definitely hinting at a music video, 100%. Definitely. Yep. Um, And it seems like it's going to be a very extravagant music video, which I really don't care about. But she is dropping yet another edition of Midnight's. It is called the Till Dawn version or something till dawn edition yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i keep i keep thinking up till dawn up like till that thing dawn. where you had to yeah, write Saint letters Jude. about cancer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i did it with my fs in college <laughs> i um, literally was on the board of up till dawn oh my gosh um but anyway so that was the first um that was kind of the biggest announcement i guess was the karma remix with ice spice and then the so there's two different versions of the album that are coming out. The one is the Till Dawn version that has that new karma. It has Snow on the Beach featuring more Lana Del Rey because apparently <laughs> people were asking for that, which I get. Like, oh, I think she fucked she, up. Lana Del Rey time. was asking for it. Remember, she did that interview and she was like, if I knew that was the song, I would have like written a verse or something. Like, yeah, I didn't know. So that's going to be that's going to be because I already love that song. And I, Me I mean, too. I don't love Lana's newer music, but I'm excited for like her voice to be in it more. Yeah. Um, because I like the song. And then Hits Different, which was on the Target exclusive. I forgot about that song. Is which I actually really like that song. I'm pretty Me excited too. Me too. to actually have it on Spotify. So that will be on that edition. So we will finally be getting that like on streaming platforms. And then the other surprise is that so this weekend is the like New York City show big, which is a big yeah. big deal yeah um i'm surprised like, she's only doing three nights like she should have done like five because she's well, doing four in la at the end but yeah end. i don't think she has so, time like and she's no, so she busy really during the weeks too well she's literally recording shit doing music videos like she's parties not... making out with her boyfriend all right um so what was i saying oh so there's a special edition of the album that's available only in east rutherford new jersey stadium you gotta be kidding me and this album unfortunately does not include paris or what's glitch the other one? your favorite gl song uh, glitch <laughs> um those aren't on there but there is a from the vault track 
on that album called what is it called like i'm losing you or something oh i didn't know that oh there's a vault track for midnights wow a midnight's vault track on okay you literally had to go through that with a fine tooth comb to yeah. get all understand all the details it was right. like a it was like a math word problem at this in, point in she should just post. do like full length press releases because she has so much information she to needs put in. to go like, it's to so like, the white house press secretary yeah. secretary yeah <laughs> yeah so maybe Jen Psaki can be honestly her, Tree Pain kind of looks like Jen Psaki. <laughs> <laughs> Doppelganger. Um, so those were the big announcements. Those drop at midnight tonight and then will be sold like at the concert tomorrow. So yeah. I have I just have a feeling like I kind of knew something special might be happening. Like she already did something special in nashville like she dropped speak now now so i'm guessing this will be like the one big thing that's coming out of the new york weekend but who knows probably what if she, yeah, what if she announced 1989 oh my god i think she's gonna do i i think it's so dumb because as you've said before we're gonna get 1989 when we turn 40 but i don't yeah. think she's gonna overlap the taylor's versions i wish she would just because of char because of charting them. Yeah, she's going to want that speak now to yeah. chart and then she's going to want 1989 to chart later. Yeah. Somebody make a good point on TikTok. I don't know if this is when you sent me or cuz my whole TikTok Who feed knows? is that. Yeah. But because Midnights is basically like a combination of all of her eras, like yeah. it it would make sense if she does continue to drop the albums like during her tour. So I'm guessing like maybe she like once international dates happen. Maybe. Oh, go to one of the international i know i've been thinking about it um, um i just don't understand i still don't get why she wouldn't have dropped all of the taylor's versions before this because i'm sitting I'm, i was streaming 1989 on my run this morning and that goes to scooter braun doesn't it or that goes to whoever he sold it to right right so she like people are hearing these songs on tour and they're like, oh, I want to listen to it. Then they have to listen to none. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't seem like a very good business strategy to me. Right. Why didn't she just drop all of the Taylor's versions? So then maybe she the will. Tour? Maybe she will drop them sooner then. Maybe. I don't. She's never made sense before, and I'm not sure she's going to start making sense now. And I do wonder if she will once Speak Now Taylor's version is out, if she will add more songs to the set list. Oh, on eras. What is it? July just seventeenth, July, July eighth or ninth. Oh, okay, yeah. Whatever well, we're have. getting the OG set list, so that's fine by me. But if she wants to add more, who knows? Um. Anyway, so that's kind of like the announcement stuff. So what's kind of come out of this is a little bit of controversy. Yeah, which he, so, I feel like they want that too. Like then people are talking about it, so maybe that's part of the plan i'm not really sure yeah it's too much of a coincidence the ice spice thing with maddie healy and then now with her to not be connected in my mind did you know about the ice spice maddie healy stuff already you and i talked about it on this podcast yeah mm -hmm. that was one of the oh. things that we talked about um like two episodes Oops. ago because it, it was like he insulted ice spice he said that thing about masturbating He's like said the racist things. Those okay. were like the big things. I mean, I still barely knew who Ice Spice was at that point. So that's probably right. why. You were probably like, who cares? And I don't yeah. really. And she literally has one song. Like that part, I still don't get why she's like this big up and coming thing. Like, but this is right. Taylor's first feature for a woman of color ever. So it is a big deal. And we're happy for her. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm very interested to see what the song sounds like tomorrow. 
Yeah. So um, this Huffington Post article has a pretty like it's a pretty damaging uh, yeah. headline. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is apparently dating an alleged racist and is now using a black woman to cover her ass. Her remix of Karma with Bronx rapper Ice Spice reeks of damage control and exploitative PR strategy. Mm. So this person writes, I was already pretty much done with Taylor Swift. Then she announced her new collaboration with Ice Spice on a version of her song Karma, and that was the nail in the coffin. This reeks of damage control and an exploitative. I just said that. Um, Swift has drawn major backlash for reportedly dating Maddie Healy, frontman of British pop rock group The 1975. He was someone I really knew nothing about, that is, until the couple was seen out and about. No and one knew anything about him. No. How pr- like, I've heard of 1975. I had no idea Not who him. he was. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read this in first person because I feel like she'll make a point. But it says, when I went to the Ares tour in Philadelphia a mere 11 days ago, I was already feeling gross about the two dating. I booed Healy when opener Phoebe Bridgers proudly <laughs> announced him on the guitar. Wow, wow. you showed them. <laughs> I booed him. A Swifty in front of me had the nerve to look back at me like I was the problematic one. Healy being featured at the concert and given a platform felt off to me. I wondered why are these two white women parading around this man who has made anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, and misogynistic statements, even about Swift herself. He once said dating her would be emasculating. The day after the concert, BuzzFeed dropped an article about Healy saying on a podcast that he masturbates to black women being brutalized. Healy had also laughed along as podcast hosts made racist comments about Ice Spice joking about her being one of the Inuit Spice Girls, a chubby Chinese lady, and a fucking Inuit. Is she is she Chinese? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I I don't know. Like, I don't know that much about her, but um, Healy did apologize. Also, just for the record, I, I only called her a Spice Girl. I yeah, didn't say There was else. no race. I really didn't. I didn't know it. who yeah. she was. Um. Healy did apologize for offending Ice Spice, but failed to comment on anything else he said on the podcast. What the fuck? Um, after a few days of silence from Swift, I officially put her on pause. I stopped listening to her music. Okay, bitch, we don't really care. Um, then Swift doubled down on ignoring Healy's glaring flaws, saying at a concert that she has never been happier. Neither Swift nor Healy has confirmed the dating rumors, but the two musicians have been spotted together multiple times in Nashville and New York City. On Wednesday, she announced the remixed with, remix with Ice Spice, and I was flabbergasted. Swift is essentially using the woman who her supposed boyfriend mocked to say, see, if Ice Spice doesn't think I'm bad and still wants to work with me, then it's okay, right? I mean, mm. that's kind of a good point. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. Did Ice Spice know Swift was dating Healy when they recorded? Would Ice drag Healy in a verse? What about the suspicious timing of the release amid all the backlash? No fault to Ice Spice for agreeing to a collaboration with a mainstream artist and boosting her profile either. Um, but this collaboration gives Swift's pre- predominantly white female fandom an excuse to ignore all of her indiscretions and continue mm. to idolize her, despite the fact that a racist, deeply problematic man is still reportedly her boyfriend. Swift was no doubt pleased when Ice Spice retweeted the collaboration news and called her the sweetest person ever. Um, it's also a testament to wealthy white womanhood. Um, this is, I mean, this is. Like I think really we get getting, the gist. I think yeah. it's really getting into the weeds. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, we don't know the full story about any of this. I'm yeah. not saying, but it's still a huge red flag to me that mm-hmm. Maddie Healy has been saying this stuff, even if it's a supposed like joke. Yeah. Here's the thing: he's not a comedian. Like he can't use that. 
you know, cover up the comedians. You you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he just seems to be like whack, whack-a-doodle. Well, you know? unfortunately, I feel like if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, uh, which we probably shouldn't, but we're going to anyway, uh, his comments have been taken out of context, right? They take snippets and that looks anti-Semitic. He, I think based on what I've read, I think he's an okay person, but somebody in her PR sphere tree should have cleaned up those comments or made an article an op-ed about explaining them or something before so that people couldn't take them out of context now ice spice is literally she was born in 2000 she's literally born january 1st 2000 so she's 23 she just turned 23 wow she's um african-american and dominican so not even close to chinese but i worry that this is taking advantage of a very new artist. And I do think that this is like Taylor, obviously if she gets a call from Taylor Swift, she's going to do it. But like, she's 23. She might look back in 10 years and be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, you know what I mean? I just feel like if, if Taylor had done it with like Lizzo, Lizzo has enough like clout and confidence to be like, actually, no, I don't want to do this right now because of your current situation. But someone yeah. like Ice Spice, she's not going to turn it down. She's not going to turn it down. No. But also it's like, is this going to still just be kind of a one hit wonder for her? Like, it's not like Taylor's at all in her genre. Well, um, first of all, her name is Isis. That's her first name. Isis Nija Gaston is her real name and she goes by Ice Spice. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, I she's only had one album. She literally just started in 2021. She's only been a rapper for a year or two. She was up for, uh, I think she was nominated for Best New Artist this year. Maybe if she wasn't, then she'll get she'll be nominated next year because of this. But you always have to remember, like, rem- oh, are you still there? What just happened? Yeah, I think I just lost you on Facetime. Um, I'll call you back. Um. You have to remember that Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice are close. And Nicki Minaj has always, um, you know, credited Taylor Swift for... Yep, sorry. Um, She has always... Hold on one second. I I got it. There you go. Um, Nicki Minaj has always been like, oh, Taylor Swift jumped, jump-started my career. Because remember, on the radio show 10 years ago... Nikki or Taylor said, I'm listening to Super Bass. And then she like wraps some of Super Bass. And Nicki Minaj always says, like, that really grew my fandom to like all of Taylor's mm-hmm. fans too. So maybe Nikki was in there like trying and she's trying to help Ice Spice too. So there are a lot of things. And I'm guessing this didn't just happen in the last few weeks. I'm sure since the American Music Awards, when she was wearing that hood and she met Ice Spice, maybe that's when they yeah. started doing this. I- I do not think that Taylor is using this as like a cover no. <laughs> for any of this other stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. I really, it, I think it's just like really unfortunate timing. Yeah. Um, I do still just like really don't understand why Taylor's dating him, and it seems Agreed. like it's really still going. I think that's my number one. I just Agreed. don't understand what the appeal is. I hope it's just like a fun casual thing but it's just like it's really painful to keep it's seeing, gross seeing but it. Yeah. she would say i mean i can't wait for the song that says like you blame me for my boyfriend's mistakes like you blame me for what my boyfriend does like i don't have and it 
That part is true. However, here's what I was thinking today. She, I am just, I'm sorry for belaboring this point, but she is a lesbian. And so she's trying to find these like fake relationships. And the pool of men that she can pick from now is so small because everybody's with somebody. She's in her thirties. Like it's just not, you know, there's no like eligible bachelors for her anymore. So of course she handpicks this guy who's out of obscurity. Basically he gets the free press and maybe he likes her or whatever, but like she just wants to look like she's dating somebody and she doesn't want to take any responsibility for their actions other than things that they do to her. And it's just we're in a time and place now that's different than when she was. It's different than 10 yeah. years ago. She's going to need to take some sort of responsibility, unfortunately, and, like you're responsible for it. And he's somebody that was already sort of like in her sphere of music, like he's friends with Jack Antonoff, like it was a pretty easy natural thing i think um definitely but yeah i'm just trying like if she were like dating men like who would be your ideal pick for her who she would date like who's available right now there's nobody i can't think of anybody pete davidson (laughs) like like um ryan reynolds she could like break up blake lively and date ryan reynolds like who who would she date? There's Wouldn't nobody. Wouldn't even make sense. No. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and it's the, it's so close to when she was with Joe for me that I just still am just like, couldn't you just have taken a breather during these couple months when you're on tour? Aren't you she, tired? Like, how does she have time to be dating oh, somebody God. anyway? Yeah. When I saw that BuzzFeed thing that was like, oh, she saw, was seen kissing him at a party on Wednesday night. It's like, Taylor, go home. Like, right. Rest. Go home. Go home, drink a cup of tea, sit on your couch. We haven't like, literally you seen you in five years, and now you're yeah. going out every single night. Like, what's going? Like, yeah. what is it? I mean, part of me loves it because I'm oh. like glad to see her out. But it definitely, I, like you said before, it was like let's see you out with your friends. Like, yes. do something stupid, you know. Well, and I like how she hangs out with like Zoe Kravitz. Like, hang out with Zoe Kravitz more. Like, do that kind of friendships yeah. and whatever, but not this stupid guy that's just bringing you bad press. It's just not. I hope that Tree is sitting her down and being like, listen, I know you're maybe having fun with this guy, but this is the the reality of what we're seeing online. And it's not going to stop until she does addresses it or he addresses it or something. They're not going to address it. I don't think. It takes something really big and bad for her to address it so it would have to really get blown out of proportion well i saw a tiktok that said you know she waited until the tour was already going for this relationship to be more public because now Mm -hmm. we've all invested in her and we've all bought her cds and her tour tickets and we're already like like they knew it was gonna they knew it was probably gonna leak at some point they were able to like keep it keep it until until like they didn't announce the joe breakup like that could have happened a year, a year ago. ago they could have never even been dating i mean we haven't seen joe and taylor together since that weird walking picture with their masks on during the pandemic like we literally have not seen them like photographed together in a long time yeah they were all just like candids and stuff she uh i just i, I taylor if you're listening and i hope you are it's okay to be gay like pride month is coming it's going to be okay. Like, get with um, Lana Del Rey or whoever you want to be with. But we're done with these Carly mediocre Klaus. white guys. We're done with them. It's awful. Yeah. It's like she clearly hasn't had good luck 
because she's not in it for like she's not in it for the long haul she's not gonna you think she's gonna get married to maddie healy like please he's he looks i mean like, i literally i thought she was gonna already be married to joe <laughs> alwyn i know i, know. <laughs> I was just and the so thing is he's also not ending. attractive he's not go back to calvin harris that's what i would say 100% abusive relationship. Great. <laughs> it was not abusive, was it? Maybe like emotionally abusive. Oh, everything she's in is emotionally abusive. My she God. emotionally abuses herself and then writes songs about it. You know what else I'm pissed about? Why does she like her dad still? Like, I hate I her know. dad. And I she's hate... like hugging him and he's taking videos and it's just like, he's go so away. Pompous. I do not like him at all. Ugh. Her mom kind of annoys me too. But... <laughs> you hate her mom for some reason. Like, IU's favorite day is going to be when Andrea Swift finally kicks the bucket because of cancer. Like, <laughs> no, that's terrible. But I don't know. She just like, she rubs me the wrong way. Andrea. All right. I'm calling it. We're done with Taylor Swift. Let's move on. Thank you so much for coming to our TED Talks, but we're done with Let's her for today. On. Yep. So the actual topic of this evening or whatever time you're listening's podcast is Bama Rush again. Yeah. We're not going to belabor it because we already did a full episode, which is one of our top episodes. Number two. Number yep. Two. Number two. Just following the Olsen twins. Olsen twins. <laughs> nice. Um, but this week, the Bama Rush documentary came out on Max, now Ugh. called Max instead of HBO. Okay, um, I'm sorry, but I must be an idiot. I don't get how to remove the HBO Max app and add the new one to this TV. Like I'm, uh, my HBO just, Max is still there. I have to go into a new thing and look and get Max. Like when I'm oh, going to do mine, that just stuff. like mine, just like transformed itself. It mine did not transform. And itself. I was on still my all laptop. It in. did. Well, I was I was you logged can, in. Thank God, because I don't know the freaking password. You can but. also now like change your avatar on HBO. I saw I that. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I literally made mine Hermione. <laughs> I didn't know who to pick. Like, I don't know. My Disney Plus one is Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus. So maybe I'll make this oh, one Sarah Jessica Parker and, oh, and you just should... like that. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have sex in the city people. So you should definitely do that. Anyway, so the Bama Rush documentary came out this week. I guess it was like what do you think it was highly anticipated? I don't know. The only reason I knew about it was because you were like, hey, let's watch this Bama Rush documentary. And then it started well, I saw, coming up. I like saw a few things about it on TikTok. I think my number one thing is like, that was such a thing in whatever year that was. 2021. And this way too late. Like, yeah. because of how our attention spans are and like these crazes that happen are so fleeting. Like, I think that this documentary is just... It well, happened. What took so long? Like they were literally talking about 2022 rush last year. So it's right. like, what, what, like what happened between that was in August and it's now May. Like that's how long post production was. Maybe they had to ha like add the interviews and all of that stuff. Well, our friend with alopecia had to make the documentary yeah. all about herself. <laughs> all I will say, it was just like the most hard to follow yeah. documentary. They would, you'd be like, okay, I'm invested in this storyline. And then that would end. And then yeah. they would bring in like a new girl. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. They were talking about everybody's like sad backgrounds and lives. Oh it really has nothing to do with like I wanted to see them in their dorms 
deciding what outfit they wanted to wear. Like that's there was what I literally wanted. two seconds of that. Barely like, any of like the end. I thought. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the entire thing. And like their number one issue is none of these houses let HBO in to them. Right. Right. They Very didn't get adamantly. The, they didn't get any of the footage that they actually wanted. The girls who were in the sororities were too scared to show up on the show because they didn't yep. want to get out of their sororities so they didn't get the content they wanted so they literally had to get miss alopecia to talk about how alopecia is like rushing (laughs) when she like when that first started happening when she was interviewing that one girl and she said do you have to put sunscreen on your bald head i was like what is happening right now i know (laughs) i was like who is she and then i was like is this a racial thing like is there a black person behind the camera and then she turned it around and it was like i feel like i've been rushing too and it was like what am i what just happened like is this not and then so irrelevant and then when she asked that consultant what would you what would you do first of all the fact that there have to be rush consultants as somebody's full-time job like we have some issues then when she says what would you do what would you say somebody who clearly stands out like me i'm bald and the woman was like uh uh like uh you have to trust me like she did not have an answer for that i think we could have taken like a few more steps back and been like why do girls want to do this like this is so toxic so dehumanizing so like surface level all greek life is and like the sexual assault the binge drinking the bad effects we didn't touch on any of that mm-hmm. like and they talked about like, fraternities talk about, for like two seconds talk about hazing like, talk about oh. how all of them are racist like yeah. let's they barely get it. they were like oh there are black for there are black sororities so you know, if you're not black enough, then you go in the white sororities. And it's like, what? Wait, I was just like, wait, what just happened? It's like, like you're allowed, like black people are allowed in the white sororities, but it's only if you're like. There's like I, one. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, And also, I know that they didn't want to interview only white girls, but the one mixed person that they had in there was literally Blue Lives Matter everywhere. Blue Lives Matter. Was, oh. died on the line of duty. <laughs> his literal grave had blue lives matter on it's like you i know that to be forever a blue line on your grave on your grave I was like, yeah oh my god these people are delusional she was annoying and then it was like her friend drama like all the it was just like it was just such a bad it was a bad documentary it like had nothing to do with what it was about like i did think that pathetic. that confrontation was funny she gets a call in the car and this girl's like you said that I was psycho and clingy and she literally doesn't say anything. She's just like, I don't like the drama. And then the girl hangs and up. And then she hangs she didn't up. didn't even say like, sorry or like, no. And then I there's like a message that. on the screen, like about their friend, like they had a friendship breakup or something. And like, that is exactly like, they should have con- like circled down on that more. Like they're all saying, oh, I want friends for life. I want friends for life. These people will drop you in a second. These people do not give a shit about you. Those people in the sororities, as soon as you do one thing, say one thing, get too drunk, you're done. You're literally off there. You're 100%. not their friend. You're not anything. It's like that one girl that said, oh, I wore the wrong sticker and they kicked me out. It's like that is yeah. what a sorority is. It's they psycho. They don't give a shit about any of you. Um, I don't know. I cannot believe that in 2023, some of those aerial shots like the University of Alabama, you don't want to go up against us like we have all this money. It's like, 
how is this a higher education institute still today? The That's South ridiculous. It's just a different world. Oh my God. And that one guy that goes, I, they don't want people coming in here and telling us what to do. And it's just like, that's because I'm sure girls get sexually assaulted there. They leave with absolutely no prospects of like a job. Well, that girl was saying she's like gotten roofied several times. <laughs> Jealous. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I joke. roofie you before Taylor Swift and you can't remember any of it. That would be like the meanest <laughs> thing you could ever do. <laughs> Do you think I got roofied during 1989? Is that why I forget the whole concert? We roofied ourselves. We literally yeah. poured roofies into each other's drinks. Like, that's how crazy it was. Do you just want to go through one of those articles I sent you to, but you can just so just so people who yeah, can watch gonna, get a little bit more this context. One's, yeah, this one says, like, the seven biggest revela revelations from the documentary. Um, so number one is the competitive nature of Rush at Bama. Um, it's kind of a cutthroat process. That's sort of how it's always been. Um, there's four highly competitive rounds, open house, philanthropy, sisterhood, and preferences. You know what? That's um, that's one of the things I hate the most about Greek life is when they're like, no, we're really about a philanthropy. And it's like, no, you're fucking no, you're not. not. Even like, at Allegheny, it was like pancakes oh for this. God. It's like you don't give a single shit. They did one thing the whole year and they literally raised like $2,000 and they were like, here you go. Like, that's not yeah. philanthropy. Like, I mean, it's not as, you know, ph philanthropic as the APO fraternity who was supposed oh, to mail cards to Santa and never did. Dance-a-thon. <laughs> okay, number two, Bama is the blueprint for Greek life. Greek life is a staple at Bama and, and has long influenced Greek life across um, university campuses nationwide. They... um. They began admitting female students in 1893 and enacted its first sorority homes 12 years later. The oldest active sorority on campus is Kappa Delta, which was formed in 1904, blah, blah, blah. So they're old and archaic. Um, number three, sororities are ranked based on fraternity preferences. Bama sororities are deemed top, middle, or bottom tiered houses according to rankings from on-campus fraternities. It's like so it's just awful. a bunch of white misogynistic men like yep. determining who goes where yeah these are like the future like mass shooters yes no and those are the future people taking abortion rights away in places yeah. like alabama um number four pnms must stay away from discussing the five b's the first oh is boys. Oh my god, this was funny. Yeah, the first is boys, namely frater fraternity boys. If they bring it up, it's okay to talk about it. Just um, you just don't want to initiate that conversation. The second is booze. The third is Bible. You shouldn't ask about anybody's religion. The fourth is bucks, money or wealth, and the final B is Biden, which just means <laughs> when politics. she like, said that. What in did that they say? Southern accent. What did they say before Biden? Bump Trump, like. You know, that it was probably four B's and then you could talk about Trump, I'm sure. Like, hey, right. who are you voting for? I love Trump. That one girl that goes, um, I think I'm going to be the president one day. And it's like, I know, girlfriend, you are you probably be, the dumbest person. You'll be I've lucky ever. to graduate college. <laughs> Alabama University. Yeah. yeah. Um, number five, Bama's not so secret controversial society is still prevalent today, known as the machine, the underground organization at the university. It's not really an underground organization. It's if basically everybody just knows like, about it. Yeah. It's basically just like the top 
So it's like the top representatives from the sororities and fraternities who control everything from on-campus politics to the student government and homecoming elections. Um, and to that, I would just say, like, I can't, again, I can't believe we're spending so much time, like, caring about who's homecoming queen in college. And, like, you know, I'm sure maybe they have be bigger decisions in their student government, but, like, really? Who cares what yeah. you vote on? Like, right. what... Like, what does that matter for Kev, Greek were you Were you part of the Allegheny machine? Machine, yeah. I've raged <laughs> against the machine. Like, what what controversial decision could have been made at student government? It's like puppets. You just, it's just for right. show, basically. Exactly. Like, you don't actually do anything. Um, Number six, Bama Greek life has a troubling history of racism. Mm -hmm. The documentary delves into Bama's tense past between UA Panhellenic sororities and black students in 1986 the theta sigma chapter of alpha kappa alpha a black sorority part of the divine nine had a cross burned in the yard of their sorority house the incident fueled a bitter racial divide within bama's greek life which persisted till 2013 when alabama ended segregated sororities that's so crazy like they had their what did they say they started letting women in in 18 whatever and until um uh, until 1986 2000 and oh well yeah that's when they no it was like 2000 it was pretty recent like 2013 20, was when they yeah. were like allowed to do that yeah i was just looking up i'm pretty sure kamala's an alpha alpha kappa alpha yeah she is vice president harris was an alpha kappa alpha good for her um, number seven, rushing at Bama comes with a huge cost. In addition to having their own rush consultants, the PNMs are expected to drop between $4,170 to $4,978 in new Jesus. member fees per semester. Um, that includes a meal plan, local chapter fees, and one-time fees for pledging and initiation. What in the hell? What do you think was on their um, pledge resumes? Like when they were making those resumes, it's like every what? time I saw them hold them up, it looked like all blank. I, that did. one girl's that one girl with her hair all crazy, like that oh picture, that blonde yes. girl. Oh, she yes. was terrible. When she, well, she's the one that dropped out. I actually wanted right. to look her up to see how she's doing these days because yeah. she had some friggin' issues. Like she, she yeah, she had some pageant queen. Issues. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So those were kind of the seven big takeaways it was just a really poorly done documentary wouldn't really necessarily recommend like the, if you want to see stuff about bama rush just go on tick like search it on tiktok right and i think we're actually done with it like i hope that that's not a fad anymore because i actually would like us to stop like promoting that kind of like like can we do something else let's not focus on bama rush it was just a fun it was a fun trend that one year because Definitely. they were all just so ridiculous and I, don't, I feel like so many different people kind of got into it but i don't yeah. i think we need to be done the funniest the most surreal part of the whole documentary to me was when they shot that girl who dropped out in front of this house and then they talked about how the director was going to get hate crimed because she's bald and they would know who she was so she put on her wig and then she posed in the exact same place where the girl once was and it was like Right. Are you trying to like relive your childhood or something? Like the amount of pictures we saw of her wigs and her whatever, it was just like, what is going on here? That was, I think she if they could have had an impartial help. director, yeah, maybe it would have been a little bit better. But 
she was she made it weird in my opinion she made it very weird oh and she wasn't even in greek life like she had no, no she wasn't from alabama there was anything. no yeah it was just a job for her but it just turned into like this um kind of pity party on her so yeah it was very strange they were they were really stretching um okay do we want to talk about barbie yeah, let's do it. Let's let's talk about Greta Gerwig, who's going to be a much better director than that lady was. Yeah. So today, um, a new Barbie full length trailer came out, which mm-hmm. um, I I feel like my perspective on the Barbie has been like I couldn't really tell what it was going to be about. Like <laughs> yeah. wise, it was yeah. just like really bright, fun colors, and yeah, it's like that's fine. Like big cast, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but. This definitely gave some more context. We know what Barbie's dealing with, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, so we got we got a trailer. It was very pretty. So um, pretty. So basically the premise is like she lives in like her Barbie world, which looks really cool. Like it's just yeah, very fun looking. The beach, and yeah. these things, like all of a sudden it cuts in the um in the preview, it's like, what happens when we die or something? Yeah. Or, or are we yeah. going to die? Do you or guys ever like think that? about death? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever think about death? Um, and it's sort of like, um, there's like a record, you know, and then yeah. um, these things start having, happening to her. Like she be, is sort of becoming more human. Yeah. And um, she's she like finds glitching out she, a little bit. Yeah. Well, her feet go flat. Like yeah. she doesn't have so stuff like that. And then she finds out that she has to like go into the real world to and who figure tells out what's her that Kate McKinnon does. That's right. Yeah. Good for her. Um, so she has to go into the room. It was, I mean, it was still like a lot to follow. I still am not like exactly sure what's gonna be going on, but stupid Will Ferrell. Like, but uh, that makes me think because he plays a very similar character in the Lego movie. Like he's the evil person at the end of there, too. And it's like the mm-hmm. turning from people to whatever. What I saw, Greta gave an interview and she said the overall theme is like the transition for women from adolescence to adulthood and Mm -hmm. how like you think everything's perfect and your rose colored glasses and like everybody's friends. And then you have this kind of like fall from grace into like the real world during like puberty and stuff. And you have to like try and keep your, you know, childhood spirit, but then also like live in this like spiritless world kind of. You know that what makes I mean? sense. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's like the overall theme is like just like growing up and like how that okay. affects you. Yeah. Um, and then today we also got like a lineup of all of the artists that are gonna yeah. be on the album. I don't think you sent it, you sent me that earlier today. I don't have it on Instagram, yeah. But I think Open overall, right one thing I liked about the trailer was that they had the Dua Lipa song in it, and it sounds so good. And I it think comes this, out tomorrow. I think this might be the song of the summer for me. Like, oh, I think, think it might be it. This Damn. Dua Lipa, yes, it feels very upbeat, feels very like fun. And it yeah. feels, you know, someone tweeted that they hope that the Barbie album is very similar to the Great Gatsby album. Because remember that summer where that was a good, it, a like little all party those never songs. killed nobody. Yeah, yeah like, That's and it was a point. big summer movie. So like, maybe this album will be a lot akin to that. What what the, that was that summer? Because like Ava Max is on it, Carol G, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, our ladies back on there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling has a song, so that's interesting. Yeah, and, like, there's. This feels like there's a lot of people. Lizzo. Um, God bless. 
Well, there was um, one name missing from the list, though. Miss Taylor Swift. Yeah, but they did say there was going to be two more unnamed artists on it. Yeah, I just could like I feel like style Taylor's version would be so perfect, right? Or even shake it off. I mean, there's a yeah. bunch of different 1989 songs that would be really good in there. So I don't know because we saw that before that there was going to be style Taylor's version and now she's not in it. So yeah, I mean, that was just a rumor, but who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe it. I mean, the out al- the full album doesn't come out until July 21st, so we won't know until then. But yeah. Um, I think, you know what I love is seeing a perfectly perfected marketing strategy. Because mm-hmm. when you go on anybody's page who's in the movie, Dua Lipa, Kate McKinnon, the Barbie actual like Mattel accounts, they all posted the trailer with the same captions. Like it's so synchronous. Yeah. And like, it, like the they reach all did is that. probably. They all did the memes. Like everybody. Issa yeah. Rae, like when you Ryan Gosling, when you're thinking about all the people in there and you know their reach on their individual social media sites, like everybody saw this trailer today. Like no matter who you follow, Simi Lou, like you thought you saw the trailer. Yeah, no matter who you're a fan of, like out right. of the cast, you probably. Well, and saw that's it. why I think that Barbie will crush Oppenheimer. That's like the other big movie that weekend, and everybody's it's like Martin Scorsese or whatever. But like. You haven't seen that much about that. Like, you, you know, last week or whenever you were like, what is Oppenheimer even about? It's I like, for, we don't I already even know. What a, what it's about what the atomic about. bomb, like uh, Albert Einstein's in it. Yeah. Matt Damon's oh in it, whatever. God. And that's that's how you know that it's for white, old white men, because somebody asked Matt Damon in an interview at the Cannes Film Festival. They were like, what do you think about this? like big weekend who's going to go see barbie who's going to go see oppenheimer and he literally goes i haven't heard of this barbie movie but you could go see two movies in a weekend and it's like you haven't heard of the barbie movie like you definitely like your industry you've definitely heard of like everybody's in this movie right and you're in the industry you don't like live in a hole if you're gonna see an atomic bomb movie, like to me, that's not a summer movie. That's like a winter. No, that's like, like the dead of winter. Yes, like it's not July kind of movie material. That's something that should go straight to Netflix. Like, who's gonna like actively go to a theater to see that? That sounds <laughs> well, terrible. I've seen some memes of like people in the Barbie movie and then like them being like blown up through the wall because it's gonna be so loud and like. You're going to be right. trying to listen to Taylor Swift, like, shake it off Taylor's version. It's and like, then come on, Barbie, let's go party. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, now, I will say Oppenheimer does have a big cast, too. Let me okay, just bring up who I think it was. Florence Pugh's in it, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Rami Malek, Emily Blunt's in it. So there are, oh. like, big people in that, too. So I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be a fine movie. Well, but that's like, fine. Good for them. Like, it's not a competition genre wise. So like right. if people want to see both movies, like they'll both, they'll see it, you know, I would only see it for Emily Blunt. She's like Oppenheimer's wife. I did see that. Oh my God. I, you know who else is in it? Josh who? Peck. What is really? up with him these days? Like what is, why do people like him? Kenneth Bain. What is it? Kenneth something. Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. I don't, I think Kenneth Branagh's in it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is really, yeah, that's what this says. That's a big cast, yeah. Gary Oldman is in it. Um, Sirius Black, oh my god, Harry Potter reunion, yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is, Kenneth Branagh. I wonder if they just got a bunch of British people. 
I see him. Are you on Google? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't, yeah. That the is first, so weird. Yeah, the first line. He must be like a big character, too. Jeez. Interesting. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll support podcast. Florence and Emily Blunt for sure. I'm sure it's going to be good. But Florence is also going to have Dune 2. So that's also going to be You just hung big. up on me again. I don't even know how that's happening because I'm literally not touching that laptop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll call you back over here. <laughs> you know, I was so proud of us. I was like, well, maybe we're actually going to be like put together for this episode. But we um, at least we have a cohesive recording. So the recording is still going. Yeah, we're hoping yep. that that is definitely OK. Now I can't call you back. Sweet. OK, this is that's amazing. I mean, if we want to just finish like this, that's fine. Yeah. Should I FaceTime my grandma? Hello. Um, Hello. So anyway, yeah, Barbie comes out July 22nd. Everybody get excited. And I just feel like it's going to be a good, good album for the summer. Um, they're saying that Ice Spice, Nicki Minaj, and the people who originally did the Barbie song, Come on, Barbie, Let's Go Party, they're doing like a remake of that song for the movie too. Oh, that's like, yeah. what are they called? Aqua or whatever? The, yeah, Aqua, I guess it is. Aqua. Yeah. I, I feel like Let's go party. the songs for the summer are coming up. People are they're releasing them. We're gonna get yeah, this new karma. Still, yeah, Kev, don't worry. It's not even the summer yet. Like we are here. It's it's happening. What's the official start of the summer? Is it um, Memorial Day? Like June, like the summer solstice. Oh, you think you think like the end of June? Well, no. I mean, I think like the cultural. For two seconds, I was like, why is Kev calling me? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does this person want? <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, oh, my goodness was, gracious like, me. <laughs> I think, like, Memorial Day is, like, the when people think <laughs> summer. So, like, kids are out of school. I always, like, our pool, our community pool was always open Memorial Day to Labor Day. So it's like, that's the summer for me because that's when you could, like, go to the pool. So I feel like this is the start of the summer right now, this weekend. What I are you going to do is. for it, IE? No, hopefully nothing. Nothing. Would you ever do that thing that I sent you where you spray lemon juice on your hair and then sit in the sun to lighten it up? I would just worry that it would turn my hair, like, yellow. Oh, you think? too yellow but i think my hair is like i think just by me being outside more my hair is gonna get lighter so definitely yeah that's like last um, year when we were in europe it got so light by the end of the whole trip yeah speaking of hair i'm going to attempt to do a glitter beard the for the friday of taylor swift so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and keep it as tame as possible because i don't want you having glitter all over your apartment for the rest of your life oh, and then i'll try fine. i'm gonna like trim it off before the saturday thing so we can look a little bit more put together i think saturday's classy night well we're yeah we're just like we're gonna well, look taylor's, nice gonna, and taylor's gonna see us we're gonna know? be so close like and i know you said you're gonna keep your pictures to a minimum but i just know you're gonna be like zooming in like oh, taking i know those pictures. i hate myself <laughs> i'm just trying to like put that into my brain now so i i just don't want to like regret because it they're never good like I'll, the videos i just yeah. want to have like one or two to like put on my Instagram story just to show people that I'm better than them. Yes. Only it. from the second night though. We're not going to be better than them the first oh, night. I'm not, my Lord. I'm not <laughs> to everyone else. I'm not. I wish I could like magically like 
if I didn't get hangovers, like I would get fucking plastered on Friday. Right. Because it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But I can't, I don't want to take that risk. No, I want to be tip top shape on Saturday for sure. Tip top. Yeah. Like yeah. we're going to go for a walk in the morning. Like yes. it's going to be, let, try to have a normal day. Yeah. I'm excited that we have that whole day. That'll be nice too. Yeah. I'm going to get some, get us some like liquid IVs. We're going to be hydrated <laughs> people. Like it's going to be great. So um, in the remaining minutes here, I think I want to talk about the Jen Garner show and the Elizabeth Olsen oh, yes. shows. We've had like a spring of, um, you know, murder mystery shows with big yeah. leading women. You know, Jennifer Garner and Elizabeth Olsen both leading these things. Now, I do think it's kind of ridiculous that this Elizabeth Olsen show was already done like a year ago. But yeah, we're doing it again. It's fine. But I would just like to say, like, I think I was underwhelmed by both of those shows. Like, I didn't, yeah. I don't think I really I still, liked either of them. I still haven't, I need to, maybe I'll watch that right after this. But I have, I still haven't finished the Elizabeth Olsen one. I did finish the Jennifer Garner one. I still cannot believe that that was the last episode. I yeah. think there were so many stones left unturned. Right. Very confusing. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it just, it really fell flat for me. Why there were they were both seven episodes? It's like why seven? Yeah. I always assume a season is eight. At least, at least eight. Like even ten sometimes. Right. Get out of certain shows. The issue, my issue with the Elizabeth Olsen one was I looked up what actually happened, so I kind of already I knew what was going to happen. I don't. I don't know what happens. Okay. But basically, the whole half back half of the show is just about like the court proceedings and like. Yeah. That's only a little bit like interesting. I think the most interesting part was when she was like setting up for the affair and the motel rooms and stuff. Like I like that kind of yeah. stuff. And I'm a yeah. big Elizabeth Olsen person. I hope she does get nominated for an Emmy, but she does not deserve to win. Jennifer Garner does not I even deserve did. a nomination. I think Elizabeth Olsen like did well acting wise. I Definitely. just think the show was like, I don't know. It was more just like something to watch. Yeah, well, and that like guy, time. Kirsten Dunst's husband, he looks now when I see him at the Cannes Film Festival because he was in, he's in the, oh shoot, what was he in? That thing with Scarlett Johansson, whatever that's called, that um, with a bunch of people are in. Anyway, hmm. um, Jupiter, something about Jupiter. Anyway, uh, he looks like he's been on Ozempic now. Like he's so skinny standing next to her. I to definitely... Like seeing him in his skinnier skinnier form, I definitely recognize him. Like, did he gain weight for the role or what? I think he did. Yeah. I yeah, think he, he had to. Did. I don't think that's like his natural Jesse state. Plemons. Yeah. Let's see what he was just in at the film festival. Cause he was just there uh with our lady Kirsten Dunst. And I love Kirsten Dunst. I, I actually was trying to look up um how you can watch Marie Antoinette, that movie that she used to, that she was in. Cause I, I yeah. just watched, um, we watched the new Charlotte queen Charlotte show on Netflix and it was pretty good. Oh yeah, it was good. So there's a whole movie with Emily Blunt about queen Victoria on Netflix too. So I was in my period piece era and oh, wow. did you know that queen Victoria was friends or no, was it queen Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte was friends with um, Marie Antoinette. So I was like, oh, how can you look up the Marie Antoinette thing? And I don't think it's like um, streaming anywhere. Oh, here it is. Hmm. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon was one thing that um, 
that debuted at the Cannes Film Festival, Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brandon Fraser, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons. There's like been a lot of big things debuting at the Cannes Film Festival. That thing with Tom Hanks, um, the one with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, have you seen Johnny Depp's daughter has a new show called The Idol on HBO Max? Or I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Max. Max. Well, no. that debuted at the Cannes Film Festival to literally, it's down to like 10% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Oh, geez. And it's, it's allegedly, a it's a series by the same guy as Euphoria and it's in the same universe as Euphoria. So Alexa Demi like makes a oh. cameo in that. It's literally The weekend. And Johnny Depp's daughter, Liz Lily Rose Depp or something. Mm, I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't know. It looks fine. I think people are hating on it. And the whole like Johnny Depp of it all is just like annoying to me too. Weird. I do feel bad for Amber Heard still, but whatever. So a few films that um, debuted Killers of the Flower Moon. That was one. Asteroid City was the one I was thinking about. That's with Wes Anderson and that's the one with Scarlett Johansson and like a bunch of other people. Um, Indiana Asteroid Jones. City. Yeah, Asteroid City. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's the one with um, Harrison Ford's in it and um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. About Dry Grasses, Anatomy of a Fall, A Brighter Tomorrow, Kennedy, and Last Summer. Those were like the big ones. So um I'm sure, you know, that's probably like what we're going to be seeing next year for Oscar situations, probably. Yeah, right? um, I would so think so. Those will be interesting to see. Um, and I love when they talk about like how long their standing ovations were. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's when I don't know I much sent you about that. the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, I think the standing ovation thing like really means something like how many minutes that you like stood for it. So it's that's like, why I who, sent you that joke that said people stood for 17 minutes after the premiere of Shrek at the Cannes oh, Film Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. I, I was like, oh, ha, ha. but I didn't realize that's what went on. Who's yeah. like the first person to stop, you know? Like, who right. Sets like, that isn't it like awkward if you like sit down? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. The next Euphoria. That's what they're calling the idol. This thing on H on Max. That's just. I think we just have one Euphoria and call it a day. Right. Well, it's like we don't even have Euphoria. It's like, why are you making a new show when you haven't even finished this third season of Euphoria? Like, what's going on? Right. I think Anne Hathaway's in something too. It's you know people are busy. I want to end um I, before we break here. So mm -hmm. this writer strike is still happening. Like, oh, what really? do you think? Yeah. Like, what do you think going into the summer and stuff? Like they said the last one lasted for a hundred days. So I'm wondering if like in the fall, we'll start seeing like less shows because of Probably. the writers and stuff. I know I was, um, we were talking about it on Saturday. Cause Buck like, Oh, is, is he a writer? Or he's yeah, he's he was a writer. I don't know exactly what it is right now, but like that, I think that's like the job he would be going for. Oh, and I guess he has like signs in his car, like protest <gasps> the you know, yeah. like it's well, he's probably part thing. of the Writers Guild, the right? Union, the Writers yeah, Guild whatever. of America, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a it's a thing, and yeah, I'm guessing it would be is it all like all writers, like all yeah. studios, East that's Coast and West Coast? Well, everybody who's part of this union, the I guess. guild, 
Yeah. You know, I it takes some guts to go on strike. I have to say that. Like it would it would I would be, love to go on strike. Well, but myself. you don't get paid. That's the thing. Right. Like you're going well, for a like, hundred days without really, getting paid. What are you really gonna get out of this at the end of the day? Like two bucks an hour? I think they want like healthcare. <laughs> I think oh. what these new studios are doing because everything's a limited series and like so short is yeah. they're just bringing people in to like write for a day or two and then like they're done. So they're not like paying them. It's not like things. a full time gig. Yeah. Which it, that does. Suck. I mean, that kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. And there's such a demand for like entertainment. Oh my so. God. But at the same time, they could make things without writers. I mean, they're doing it like awful action movies and stuff that are like huge, big budget things. Yeah. But they the dialogue makes no sense and like the plot right. makes no sense. But like they're just like going forward with them. Just to throw it out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but I mean, it's uh, it sucks for them. It sucks for us if we don't have new shows. Definitely. Like, well, you know, for those of us who love watching our old shows, it's really fine. Like, yeah, I'll that's go back true. and watch Sex in the City. Like, I'm content. good. <laughs> yeah, it might be time to head on over to Stars Hollow. It might be time. Summer. That would be an interesting summer. Yeah, that'd be an interesting summer, summer beginning for you. It's well, you too know cozy. what? You know what show has an amazing script and great writers is The Kardashians season three, and oh the premiere was today for the season three. And I have to tell you, nothing happened in the premiere. Yeah. Not a single fucking thing. They taught Kendall or the Kendall taught Kylie how to drive a stick shift for about 20 minutes through Beverly Hills. Do you think we saw them when we were walking around Beverly Hills? They were literally in those streets. Yeah. Yeah. And like Kylie was freaking out. Ken, they had nothing, a... nothing has happened in that show for three seasons. <laughs> Sorry. Hate to break it to you, but. Well, I'm confused because Courtney's still trying to get pregnant. She's like still talking about ovulating and trying, and it's just She's like literally what, like forty eight now. Like, she... and I guess she did freeze eggs before, but none of them like thawed correctly, so she yeah. doesn't have any of those. So they're just still trying. There was a big reveal. Chloe's Chloe's son's baby. name is Tatum. 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 Mashed why potato. Why do they think the? Did you say mashed potato? Yep. <laughs> Why do they think a name of a baby is like this huge like Also we already knew his name was Tatum. It got who leaked. cares? Like I don't why is that well, something it was we're always keeping? it was always such a big thing like especially with the Kardashians cuz they named their kids such strange Weird things. things. So yeah. Yeah. That, so I saw somebody be like that was the most normal name any Air. of them have ever picked. <laughs> yeah. Well the big the know. big drama now is that Chloe might have melanoma or um, oh like my skin. gosh yeah so they're all oh my goodness so in the preview for next episode oh, her she had friend, that thing on her face right yeah yeah her friend Malika is like I just I need you here Chloe like it's gonna be okay she's it's, gonna be it's fine. melanoma like, she'll have a scar like she's not gonna die yeah. like it's gonna be okay <laughs> it's just like when last season when they took her to that person that assessed her head trauma or whatever remember that like you have head trauma. Like, okay. Like, they all have trauma. <laughs> so, the big fight this season is going to be Courtney and uh, Chloe. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney and Kim. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. They so. all hate each other. I'm convinced. Well, I think definitely Courtney. I, she can 
per- pretend all she wants, but she knows she's the least successful and least attractive person in that family. So it must suck for Courtney, her. So. Courtney sucks. She's such a bitch. Like, and she just, and now it's like, then they have this whole thing with Scott with like, should we keep going with this show? Is it like good anymore? And it's just like, it's so funny. They're, the show is about making the show. It's like a show in a show. They just ended it with E and called it a day. Hey, they're getting that Disney money now, so yeah, good you're for right, them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's fair. Set for life. All right, time to lo- log us out here from Memorial Day weekend, folks. All righty, yeah. Happy Thank a Veteran today, or no <laughs> Memorial? They're dead. Memorial, they're all dead. I always, or any no, that's Veterans Day. I always forget what these are all for. Memorial Day, remember <laughs> the Titans. You know, our favorite one is Labor Day because we are laborers in this I world. I miss so, labor. Yeah. All right, everybody. Happy long weekend. Hope you drink some drinks, sit in the sun, do whatever. Kev's going to be in jolly old England. That's right. Beyonce, I'm coming for you. See ya. Um, Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media at That's the Worst Pod on Instagram and TikTok and at That's the Worst underscore on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're Kevin Ayi, and that was literally the worst. Bye. See ya.